It's a Houston legend right here. Big Mo. songs like that come on in Houston and it like it like people turn up people lose their minds like Houston, Houston rap has like such a soul to it like uh, it took like R&B and uh, like hard like hardcore gangster rap and like mixed it together like cause you have people like um uh Charlie Boy that do crazy ass song. Oh shit! I got a caller. Is it my mother? Welcome to the podcast. What's up? Oh shit! It's B, my lady love. Hello, hello. Hello, welcome to the podcast. What are you an expert on? I am an expert on these nuts. I don't know. What the fuck are you an expert on? Uh, currently, I was about to talk about uh, Houston rap. Yeah, I heard that last song. It was banging. It was banging. Yeah, it was a little bar, Nero, baby. a little uh, chopped and screwed. Yeah, screwed up quick. Yeah, did you just land back in Texas? Yeah. How's it feel to be back in the dirty third? Good. <clears throat> fine. <laughs> it's fine. It is what it is. It's humid. Do you have any questions for for Neuer here? What's up, Neuer? How's it going? I'm over here eating either chocolate or some sick. Some snacky snacks. Is the Ferrero Rocher? Ferrero Rocher. How do you say those? Ferrero Rochero? The the fucking. I don't know. Proper chocolates, dude. I'll tell you that right now. Some good chocolates, man. Good, good chocolate. You guys got some gummies? That's, oh, that's my particular favorite munchie food is gummies. Yeah, no gummies. Chocolate only. Chocolate only. You guys are balling. Well, I just want to call and say, what's up? What's up, B? Two more hours. Thank you for calling hours. in. I just got off of a plane from Salt Lake. From Boise, it's been, a, it's been a hell of a day. 
That's a lot of fl plane travel. Where'd you just go? It, it was. I just had my uh, my shuttle driver from the airport call me mommy, and I was like, what? It was bad news days. Flying back from Idaho, right? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yep. Straight. Good old Pacific Northwest. What the fuck's out there? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck's out there? <laughs> Um, that's my hometown. That's where I'm from. Went back for a family reunion. He keeps trying to feed me. Crazy ass family. Well, you got some crazy ass family over there. Yeah, yeah. All my uh, my brothers. I had a couple brother brother flight from Houston. One flying from Salt Lake. I got a brother there. My mom's there. So we all hung out. It was good times. Good times. Played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons because we're nerdy as fuck. Where did you stay while you were out there? Uh, at, at my mom's house. Has she always lived there? Say that again? Has she always lived there? No, we're kind of transplants from all over the place. I was born in Cali, we've been in Colorado, we've been in Utah, we've been in Idaho, but uh, I did graduate high school in uh, Boise, Idaho. Over there? Yeah. Yeah. So what? And, and and that. So you've been to that house before. Oh yeah. 100%. Did you stay in, like your old room? Um. <laughs> so we were also in a lot of different houses that uh, in Boise in and of itself. So I didn't I didn't stay there when I was a minor, but my mom did. Uh, she runs an Airbnb basically for like uh, executive people coming in and people that work at the university. And uh, it's like a month-to-month -month thing, so she just uh, cleared out the house for this month, and so I did stay in a room that I had stayed in before at one point in my life. But uh, yeah, we kind of had the the whole house to ourselves. It was nice. That's incredible. How did it feel to masturbate in a room that you used to stay in when you were younger? Um, <laughs> I was just waiting for you to stop talking so I can get that punchline off. I'll be honest with you. Oh shit. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good, good payoff. That was a good one. So long for oh, you. Zing, like, zing, or zing. Damn. Yeah, she was talking to me on the phone while doing it, too. God bless, dude. Yeah. Someone's live on the radio. You were live on the radio uh, doing it? No, but we are now. Yeah. We are now. Yeah. Well, I it's hot as fuck in my car, so I'm going to let you guys go. And uh, you all have fun. And, uh, yeah, get high and eat some more food. Hell yeah. Allegedly. Hey, I love you. Have a great day. Have fun. Love and you safe too. travels back home. Will do. Don't get too crazy. I mean, uh, get crazy as fuck. What am I talking about? We won't. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, for sure. Nice to meet you, man. See you, dude. All right. Peace out. Like all your guests are. I know, every time, Neuer, it's so fun. <laughs> every guest, Neuer's just like, let me just ask all the personal questions. Fuck it, I don't care. I'll do a podcast, I'm gonna ask you them, them fucking real questions. No, it's hardcore, man, like, you know? Uh, that was B, that's uh, my lesbian lover. How do you spell that? Uh, B-E-E, -E, like the, the bumblebee. Is that a bumble? No. Ha, 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 ha,
<laughs> you got a fucking flower in your hat, dude. That's oh, because I suck dick. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You gotta get these away from me, bro. <laughs> you just smashed like eight chocolates. He's like, <laughs> that was like four hundred calories of chocolate. I hope you know. <laughs> Oh shit, dude! This is fucking stupid. This is a fun podcast. This has been a this is a weird one. Last week I had uh, da- uh Dava Munyan on there, you know. Uh, Who? Girl does a uh, online um uh modeling, nude modeling, oh, all that stuff. The escort. The, the escort, yeah. Allegedly. That uh, that also was a dope ass fucking uh, skier. She was love. Her and Spencer were like the funniest. Like they 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 were hilarious, just back and forth, like just. The two, like I don't know. I just put Spencer in a room with anybody, and I'm like, this is gold. Yeah, Spencer Devine is perfect. He's he's just an all around like golden boy. Like I fucking love him. Like if I could give him a trophy, I would. When is this done? Yeah, I'm just gonna oh, keep wow. going forever. I do this for two hours, Noyer. Are you fucking done? Are you tired? Oh. You fucking bitching and complaining. When's this over? No, I just I I guess I just been here for a while. Yeah, we've been here for a while. I'm I like hanging out. I think out I'm here. just stoned. Is. I'm stoned and I'm losing track of time. Yeah, let's, you know what? I think that's time to play some more music. I got I got some good stoned music, you know. You want to listen to some good stoned? Oh shit. Oh, Fuck shit. it. We got a whole ass another caller. Take it. Let's fucking right go. After this commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. You're on Mutiny Hello. Radio. Oh, uh, I wanted to tell you guys to stop talking shit about me because I'm on my way there. Who is this? Spencer. Spencer. Oh, shit. Fuck you, Spencer. <laughs> get no, it, just, hurry up and get here. I was actually just saying how much of a waste of fucking mic time Spencer Devine is. Dude. Oh, no. That I was know, what I we were saying. You. We were talking good things. No, I think, honestly, he's kind of a hack, dude. <laughs> no, no, Mike, no. Honestly, bro, like I think Spencer no, Devine, he needs to he write more kill jokes because he doesn't write enough, dude. If Spencer just wrote a little bit more, I think he'd be a lot better. But unfortunately, he just gets on stage way more than he writes, dude. Oh man, he, he's all just right. I'll see you so- hacks in like forty minutes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good, good, good. To st- I hope to see you soon. Okay, love y'all. Bye. Love you. Bye. Okay, now we can go to a commercial break now that we have the lovely Spencer Devine. Now, Spencer Devine, dude, he writes more than anybody I've ever met. And, he's, <sighs> and, and his, his bits are fucking good. Like, and his good ones are great. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't really have, I've never heard him do a bad bit. I'm like. It, it, it takes a lot in me not to, like, steal all the good shit he sends me on Facebook Messenger. Like, he to, sends those to you, too? Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's sent, like, we're putting Spencer on blast right now, but, like, fucking, like, he'll send me just gold, and I'm like, I don't even want to react to it. I don't want to send him a thumbs up, because I'm like, fuck you, that joke is so clever and good. I'm mad I didn't write it. And, like, it, no, I just fucking... It's it's awesome, like getting to I don't know I just like like getting to see the process and getting to see stuff like that work out, yeah, like he's flesh incredible. out. He wha- like, he writes he writes more than I think. Yeah, he has more fucking he writes more jokes than I have thoughts in a day. That's exactly what you should be doing as a comic is just constantly writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and writing, and then perform it a little bit and then write it. 
dude. I want to get casted for a fucking Bigfoot show, dude. On Discovery Plus. A Warner Brothers production. I could fucking go walk around the, the woods and... I mean, I really don't want to walk
So that song is called I Really Want to Stay at Your House by Rosa Wilson and uh, Hallie uh, Coggins. That song, I first heard that uh, watching this anime called Cyberpunk Cyberpunk Edgerunners, based in the Cyberpunk 2077 universe. And um, 
that whole anime focuses on uh, this concept and like of the future where people are able to cyborg and modify, you know, mod modify their bodies, you know, like come like upgrade their hardware, you know, and just be able to remove body parts and add body parts as they see fit, you know, like so like cyborg technology. But like uh, with that comes great risks, you know. And in this universe, there's a thing called cyberpsychosis, and what that is is the more animatronics you get, the more your nerve system, your nervous system goes, hey, I used to have human nerves there, but now they're replaced with electronic ones. And what that does apparently in this universe is messes up your brain and it causes like a psychosis, like a permanent fucking crazy batshit, like hallucination shit's crazy. You're psycho fucking out and you're borged out. So you're a fucking human machine that's more machine than human. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what happens in this universe. And um, the main character is a kid named David Martinez who's just this young kid who, like, just do bad... In the future, yeah, yeah. In the future anime, that's... Yeah, yeah, in the future anime. <laughs> no, now currently. And... <laughs> Fucking so it's really crazy because this kid like out of like in this universe he's like really resistant to like you know uh, like these super powerful animatronics and he gets this one that's called a sand devastan it's a military grade uh, enhancement that goes up the his spinal column that makes it to where he can move at insane speeds by like enhancing mu muscle movement and stuff like that and uh, so basically it's like before you could blink your eye he'd be about like behind you like flash powers right. But doing that, you know, it takes a huge toll on your nervous system. So the average person, it would make go cyber psycho and go crazy. So to prevent cyber psychosis and pr like rejection of these like body parts, they take this medicine, right? These pills and this this you know anti rejection meds. And basically, the more uh, borged out they get, the more meds they have to take to re prevent rejection and prevent psychosis and. Um, just the like you just basically watch these characters and you know ride the edge of you know towing the line of a cyber psychosis and reality and just pushing how far they could borg themselves out and you know just live this life of crime and it's such a fucking awesome show and I relate to it a lot because like uh, you like to edge a lot. Well, I used to t yeah, I like to edge so much. <laughs> I love edging. <laughs> there you go, found the funny. But. Right. Right, that little nugget. But no, it's such a, like, well, I used to take a lot of, like, uh, antipsychotic medications. Like, actual antipsychotics, you know? Like, fucking, I took a Geodon and a Zoloft and all that stuff for a long time. And uh, I no longer feel like I need to take it because, like, it sometimes just makes you worse. Like, you know, like, and I know I sound that's a Kanye thing in me to say. Like, I ain't taking the meds. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been off them for uh, almost five months now. I feel a lot better. Uh, I feel, I think, you know, a lot of my depression was uh, situational, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I, I know I do struggle with bipolar disorder because, you know, I do have the symptoms. I do have the diagnoses, you know, but, like, I don't think, you know, you have to pump your brain full of chemicals, you know, all the time. Like, I did, like, for a while, you know, because I needed something to guide me, but I don't need that no more. But, you know, when I was on those medications, like, when I would not take them, Oh, yeah, dude, I would lose my fucking mind. Like, when, when as soon as the withdrawals would first start, you know, off psych meds. Like, it's like it's like the rubber band effect. Like, it's like all your symptoms, like, come back tenfold. So, you know, it's like I have psychosis. I see and hear shit that's not there. 
So, you know, when I'm coming off those meds, I'm like, ah, the shadow people are real. Like, you know, like, they're coming to get me. Like, what? You know, and uh, just one of the main characters in the show, like, if y'all haven't seen it, uh, spoiler alert, uh, there's this character named fucking, uh, I can't even fucking think of his name right now. Um, uh, Main, duh, fucking. Anyway, uh, he was just a badass dude, and he was, like, so borged the fuck out, like, uh, like super buff, like giant badass dude, and he took David under his wing, and uh, like, yeah, and uh, fucking just it was just just really cool, and he 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 just at the end is like can't stop, won't stop, like and fucking he's just Mister fucking robot, dude. He goes he goes uh cy- cyber psychosis like he uh, during the middle of like a really big heist job, like uh they were like trying to extract information by having like a net run like in this world they have net runners right. which are people that could go into the internet of someone's brain like in this universe like you have fucking like three ports in your neck that you can just be like boop and upload files into your shit dog like you can be like I can learn kung fu right now boom upload it right there it's so cool it's such a cool ass anime like wow. anyway uh but you can like literally like invade people's minds and shit but he goes cyber psychosis during the middle of this job, dude. And uh, shit just goes haywire and all the cops are coming. And uh, he fucking, during this scene right here, he's fully psychosis the fuck out. Just killed his partner, like his girlfriend. Like held her, held her head with his left hand, pistol in the right hand. Blew her fucking brains out because he thought she was a fucking bad guy. Yeah. Was she a bad guy? No, she was a, she was she was just trying to stop him from fucking you know killing everybody, and um, and uh, he's fucking uh, <laughs> elevator full of cops door opens. He's covered in blood, dragging a dead body. Looks inside the elevator and says, "This mess my fault," and then just fucking throws a grenade in the <laughs> elevator and kills everybody in that bitch. Oh and it's God. it's so insane, dude. Like and he like he is so borged out that like it takes armies of these people to try and fucking take him down, dude. And he eventually just makes a bonfire of explosives and of and like his girlfriend's body, he puts it on there. And David comes, he's like, "We gotta get out of here, bro. We gotta get out of here." And he's like, "This is the end of the line, kid." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "No, I'm gonna stay here with you." And he's like, "You better leave. Get to running." And fucking, dude, it's so cra- It's such a cool show, dude. You gotta watch it, man. Like, I know I gave you some spoilers, but it's 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 an intense What's this show. What's called? Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It's on Netflix. It's only ten episodes long, so it's not like a huge commitment or nothing. Yeah. It's just a really intense show, man. Like, and it's it's all about the anti-heroes, you know, like the people that are like the bottom of society people, and oh. it's really it's really intense. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. No, I'm in the middle of Lost. <laughs> You're in the middle of loss again. For the fifth time. For the fifth time. That's like me and uh, Naruto. Season. I think I'm on season five, but there's only I'm, I'm on like the so season six is the last season. So I'm approaching the end of it. Huh. But then I'm gonna go deep into like different podcasts of it, and I'm a fucking freak. I kind of about to get, get really Fargo. weird into Lost. I've been weird in a while since I was in like sixth grade, but I I wanna um. I think I was like in sixth grade. I was young. I want to start watching Fargo. I've never watched it before. I hear it's good. You should watch this anime. Anyway. <laughs> no. I like anime. 
Dude, I don't like your fucking face. What are you even talking about? I know. Don't like anime. I'm not a big fan of I don't anime. Like anime. I know. It's just I don't like the art style or the voices. Uh, dude, that shit though. That that. <sighs> I get chills just thinking about that anime. Like it's it like fucked me up, man. You like it? it did That's your jam? It really did. Sorry, I'm just over here. Like I'm like projecting. You're fine. The beautiful thing about me is I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, my Swisher's sweet, but my Sig's sour. Oh, it's like a gun reference. It's that Louisiana fucking dirty rap. Trigger warning. <laughs> Drug references. Suicidal ideology. I don't think I can explain any better 
crazy coming out of uh new orleans and shit like uh they live that hardcore lifestyle like these fools face tatted out like thugged out white dudes you know and like you know like <sighs> man if you're from the slums you're from the slums you know what i'm saying and these dudes really represent it and like uh like represent a, a part of society that i don't think most people see and it's really weird like you know, like, that's why I like emo rap, and that's why I like, like, crazy shit like Suicide Boys. It's like, because it, or like, uh, ICP for the fucking, for fuck's sake. Like, Insane Clown Posse, the Juggalos. Like, all that shit, like, I mean, it represents just a fucking, like, such a, it's like a obscure culture of people, you know? But, like, these are people that exist, and they exist, one, mainly because of poverty, two, because of fucking shame, Right? people that are shamed and made feel like shit like tend to stick together and like gravitate towards you know the shit that made them feel ashamed and feel like shit so like you know these guys talked about drugs and you know like all the stuff that was representative of the the culture and the environment around them and yeah i just think it's wild yeah really intense yeah really intense music but you know some people dig it a lot of my friends from when I was younger, when, they, when these guys, I feel like when they first came out, I don't know if it was when they first came out or maybe right after they got popular. There was a couple of kids or, uh, you know, dudes in my, uh, maybe a year older than me or suicide. I got into it. Didn't hit, it doesn't hit my ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Some of it does. Like that, that beat was dope. For sure, for sure. Like uh, they all they there's some dope ass songs out there like like by all kinds of artists like you know I even do you like Triple X and Tassian? Not really, no. No, he's a fucked up human being, bro. I could tell you the like life. I could tell you the biographies of these motherfuckers. Like I've seen all the documentaries. Like I love emo rap and like uh, this weird subgenre. Like all the way leading up to Triple X's death. Like you know. Like Machine Gun Kelly. Fucking. You know, honestly, he wasn't bad back in the day. Like No, back in the day, it was cool. Like And, like, his pop-punk stuff, I want to hate on it, but some of it's catchy and good. Like And I hate to be like that, but, like, it, I, if you find yourself humming along to a fucking song, it's good. Or at least it's good enough to catch your attention and make you remember it. Like, because I hate that song, Emo Girl, but I find myself fucking humming it sometimes. Like, I'm in love with an emo girl. That shit, you know. Mm. Wouldn't listen to it. If yeah. Yeah. Like his old shit, that 100 Words and Running uh, mixtape was dope as fuck. It was yeah. like one of his first mixtapes. Hella sick. And he had Sale, which is like a little like. 
did that radio uh, snail that song and uh he had a he had like a remix of that a few he had a few bangers alpha omega oh i die was dope obviously wild boy that, was dope. that was really good huh that was that was a good song which one until I die. Yeah. Wild boy with Waka Flocka. And that Cal song Williams goes hard. Count Williams is in the music video. So is fucking uh, fuck. There's a lot of people in that video. Waka Flocka was like the most honest rapper. He was like, dude, I sucked at rapping, so I got my money and got the fuck out, dude. He's like, my songs suck. Why do you like? He's like, I, <laughs> I say the same thing. Waka Flocka in the building. Like, like that's all he had, and like, fuck it, we loved it, and he got out for it. And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, he was he was interesting. I wasn't a big Waka Flocka fan fan by any means, but he was dope on that song. He made it like super. He was like, dude, Waka Flocka turns up like on anything. He had that same like uh, DMX energy where it's like DMX. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think of Yellow Wolf? Speaking of white rappers, has some banging ass freestyles. Where he freestyles over like rock songs. Yeah. And that shit's dope. And then he has Vintage Freestyle was dope. And uh, his, like, on one train. Like, he he's dope. He's dope. Got some, like, songs. Like, yeah, some songs I don't dig. But I like those songs like, where he talks about crystal meth, like Catfish sure. Billy and fucking, yeah, I love that. Pop the Trunk is a fucking classic. Don't make me go pop the trunk. That shit's so fucking G, dude. Like, whatever. That's fucking, uh, that's a good one. Um, box Chevy. My box mm. Chevy is dope. Daddy's Lambo's dope. Yeah, Daddy's Lambo's a good one. Um, yeah, like white rappers are, you know, white I rappers. Like Ritz. Ritz is dope too. Ritz. I like that song where he has where he's like uh talking about overdosing at Coke at like two a, uh, two a.m. in the morning. That shit's so fucking like it's so surreal to me because he's like. I gotta be quiet because I'm in a, my parents' house and I feel like I'm about to overdose and die. Like, yeah. like I'm like, holy shit, dog. <laughs> I remember fucking railing like a, a gram and a half off my fucking bathroom counter, like, and I think my sophomore year of high school. And like, I was getting really heavy into blow, like at that time, and like I was so young and like, whatever, dude. I, you know, you you think you you can handle it, but I'm fuck. I just ripped it. Fattest line I ever did, you know. I was like, gotta do it. And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is the one. This is the big one. I'm gonna die. I was like, I felt my heart booming. I was like, I'm, I gotta tell my mom, dude. I gotta go tell my parents. Like, I'm. I, <laughs> I got to a point with Coke where I would get a fucking bag, and I'd break it up in the bag. It'd be fucking comp, like, um, breaking it down with my fingers and shit, rolling around, getting it into a nice. Snortable dust. <laughs> nice snortable dust. And uh, I would take a do- dollar bill. I'd open that bag. Dollar bill in there. I would just rip it out of the fucking bag. Like I'd, I would like pinch some of it off, but sometimes I wouldn't. <laughs> sometimes I wouldn't do a good enough pinch. And the airflow, I would take half of a gram, dude. Just like that. I mean, just in one Hoover go, it, dude. Half of the fucking bag, dude. And one snort, just, Ooh. just, bam. And I was on, and then and then you know what? I, it's time to get on the stage, dude. As soon as I'd re- I would go in the bathroom, I'd be like, who's next? Me? Okay, great. I go get in the bathroom. I'd fucking roll my dollar bill. I rip one, clean my nose, go out and fucking get on stage, 
and fucking have some of the best. Some of the most phenomenal sets of my... Well, career. I was just about to say, you know, I, I don't think I would like to see you on cocaine, like, your comedy, because yeah. I like what you're doing now. Simply yeah. just because, like, I've seen this really uh, interesting pocket that you get into that's, like, uh, when you're fucking with the crowd where it's, like, right on the borderline of, like, where they're, like, like starting to get uncomfortable, and then you snap it, too. And, like, it's so fun. It's so funny to watch that tension just cut cut out of the room and then it go back to the funny like because you you do it really mad you did it at barbary really funny with the dude in the in the booth because mm-hmm. like the tension got real in there for a second everybody got real like oh he's making fun of this guy he's uh, like punching down you know like got real serious and the way you just brought it back and then it just whoosh, like it was like the breath of relief and everybody laughed and it was funny and it was so like you know but then i've seen other times where, where, it doesn't work. where you don't cut the tension and it does not come back, right. you know, and and that's normally when you, I think if you don't mind me saying like when you've had maybe one too many or, you know, oh, one, sure. you know, like, or, it, you know, it's, you get in this, for when sure. I've seen like, when you get in this pocket, you know, like that, like I love it, dude. It's so fucking, it's, well, it's funny. It's you intense. You see a lot of open mics because it's like, you know, that's where you see me most of the time, but at showcases, I'm able to really fucking pull it together. Yeah. I had a lot of really good success this last this last year, maybe about it this last year. I'd say I really have turned it up since it's not even a year since I've been back from LA. I've just changed. I've it's just my comedy's changed. I've gotten just a lot better, exponentially yeah. better. Yeah, I, I think. Do you, do you think it's coming with sobriety too? Oh, yeah, of course. But even uh, before sobriety, when I, before when I was when I started snorting, wasn't doing drugs. Yeah. All the times I was homeless, I I, I, didn't, I didn't start doing coke until I worked for the crazy horse. Yeah. See, like I had a, I got my drug problem done really young, uh, I guess. Uh, but, you know, like when, when I was doing drugs, like that's all I wanted to do. Fuck, right. I didn't even care. Like, what? I didn't want to be a rapper. I wanted to die. I wanted to do drugs till I died. Now I'm sober, and I'm like, that's kind of lame. That was some stupid shit. Life. It's a wasted life. Now I'm looking like I'm getting to hang out at the fucking great, like coolest radio station in San Francisco with my my homie, and uh, uh, you know, I get to blast emo rap on the radio. That's fucking cool. Fuck it. I don't. I, I got some more shit I'm gonna play. Y'all ain't even fucking ready. I wouldn't even leave the house to do comedy. Cause I oh, wasn't doing bro. showcases back. Well, dude, I used to just lock myself in my house and smoke meth. But like, I, never, like, I never buy the coke. I go get it for free. Ever just done a hot rail and then like played video games for twenty-two hours straight? Nope. Missing out. I only did meth twice. Dude, like I did that real good, like down home, like Ooh. southern meth. <laughs> that good shit. That stuff that you know, this you could feel your hair growing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Sobriety. I'm going on s- almost seven years now, guys. Seven years off of methamphetamine. Isn't that awesome? I think it's pretty cool. You know, I'm just chilling, man. Does we want to take another caller before we fucking close out? Is anybody listening? I'll take a caller. The number's 415-550-0511. Take another caller. I'll do it. Don't make me do it. I'll do it right now. 
You know what? We're about to play that space dandy. This song, I dedicate to no one. Fuck it. I'm in the park smoking a doink. TikTok. JK, we're playing Oh My God. Also by King Louisiana.
Yeah, add the real King Lazy Eye, Dylan Wilson, on Instagram. Add him on TikTok. Send him five bucks. He's living in a fucking halfway house. He's trying to get his shit together. in an anthill, treat my fucking body like a landfill, light me up a mountain like a foil, cause I'd be better when I bitch, pain pills, can you with the shitty way my heart feels, selling my Nintendo for the light bill, I'd be better when I'm rich, gotta call the
This is my great uncle Gene Hensley, guys. I will pay and pay. So this was his comeback song. I've done. My troubles, I know, have just begun. Today, that old sun won't shine so bright. And I know that my home will be in shambles. I cheated and I lied from sun to sun For cold silver dollars I'd go on the run A friend in need was not my plight And I know that my home will be in shambles Tonight. And now it's my knee with an H, uh, an extra quiet to relieve from my soul burdens and wrongs I have done. Take those cold. All right, guys, the joke workshop's going to start in like 10, 15, if comics show up. There's no one here. There's just art. The joke workshop coming up!
Spencer, I am not obnoxious.
I didn't cop when I ain't even shout. I even stayed in the house when the homies tried to sneak me out. Now all I want for Christmas is my six four Chevrolet and a granddaughter for her grandmother Beverly. Ain't that something? Nah, ain't that nothing? How was Christmas time? And my rhyme steady bumping. Everybody happy, happy. Hair still nappy. Gonna steal a gift for my old grandpappy. Catch me giving out turkeys at the church. Don't try to work me. Just stand in line and everything gonna be fine. Holla at your folks, boys. Gonna stay. Ain't no help from no help. Just a dog thing.
board of the spinach. Paradoxically, I'm about to climb a mountain on Christmas Day with a man named Larry Davis. Larry has climbed Mount... David Sedaris has written three very funny, best-selling books and attracts big crowds. Billy Collins is the poet lord. The name of the author is the first to go, followed obediently by the title, the plot, the heartbreaking conclusion, the entire novel which suddenly becomes one you have never read, never even heard of. It is as if one by one the memories used to harbor decided to retire to the southern hemisphere of the brain, to a little fishing village where there are no phones. Long ago, you kissed the names of the nine muses goodbye, and you watched the quadratic equation pack its bag. And even now, as you memorize the order of the planets, something else is slipping away, a state flower, perhaps, the address of an uncle, the capital of Paraguay. Whatever it is you are struggling to remember, it is not poised on the tip of your tongue, not even lurking in some obscure corner of your spleen. It has floated away down a dark mythological river whose name begins with an L, as far as you can recall, well on your own way to oblivion, where you will join those who have even forgotten how to swim and how to ride a bicycle. No wonder you rise in the middle of the night to look up the date of a famous battle in a book on war. No wonder the moon in the window seems to have drifted out of a love poem that you used to know by heart.
She liked the Snoop Dogg Christmas. Here we go. We're back. I want a Super Nintendo. Sega Genesis. Street Fighter 2. Jack Frost chilling, 
pinch the Grinch for being a holiday villain. Seasons greetings, all the proceedings are brought to you by the church house where we'll be eating. Chestnuts roasting on the open fire, singing my jingle where it's Chris Kringle. I didn't cop and I ain't even shout. I even stayed in the house when the homies tried to sneak me out. Now all I want for Christmas is my six-fold Chevrolet and a granddaughter for her grandmother Beverly. Ain't that something? Nah, ain't that nothing? How was Christmas time? And my rhymes steady bumping. Everybody happy, happy. Hair still nappy. Gonna steal a gift for my old grandpappy. Catch me giving out turkeys at the church. Don't try to work me. Just stand in line and everything gonna be fine. Holla at your folks, boys, going down. Ain't no helps from no elves, just a dog pan. And we passing our gifts. Blazing up splits, Christmas on the road. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Santa Claus. It's coming straight. Christmas Eve, I believe. 76 was the year. Girls and boys full of joy with the season cheer. Smell the sky, hella pies and cakes getting baked. To be eight after everything gone off your plate. But wait, not tonight, it's straight beans and rice. On the table, are we able to receive tonight? I wonder what the morn bringing so it's hard to doze off. Three o'clock in my socks, I crack the dope song. Hoping when I open the door, I see Santa. Now who the hell is this in this blue bandana? Messing with the boxes that's up under the tree. Look like Santa Claus that crossed into a woman to me. Now I'm coming to see the whole picture get clearer. How we have less as X mess get nearer. Mirror, mirror, please, it seems I've been deceived And thanking Saint Trick for the gifts I received So I creep back and act like I ain't even peeped it This'll be me and mom's privacy Santa Claus It's coming straight to the ghetto Santa Claus
this one dedicated to my name, call MacGyver. And all the blue seven days, boss, my man, it's funny. Black Samara, respect to my name, call my skill. And what's the most awesome tree?
Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Fill every stocking you find The kids are gonna love you so uh, Leave a toy for Johnny Leave a doll for Mary Leave something fruity for Donny And don't forget about Gary Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Tell him James Brown sent you Go straight to the ghetto You know that I know What you will see Cause that was once Me
Thank you. 
citizens who might spend an entire afternoon huddled over a single serving of rice pudding. The K&W was past its prime, whereas my cafeteria was located in the sparkling new Crabtree Valley, a former swamp that made her mall look like a dusty tribal marketplace. The Piccadilly had red velvet walls and a dining room lit by artificial torches. A suit of armor marked the entrance to this culinary castle where, we were told, the customer was always king. As a dishwasher, I spent my shifts yanking trays off a conveyor belt and feeding their contents into an enormous foul-mouthed machine that roared and spat until its charges, free of congealed fat and gravy, came steaming out the other end fogging my glasses and filling the air with the harsh smell of chlorine. I didn't care for the heat or the noise, but other than that, I enjoyed my job. The work kept my hands busy, but left my mind free to concentrate on more important matters. Sometimes I would study from the list of irregular Spanish verbs I kept posted over the sink. But most often I found myself fantasizing about a career in television. It was my dream to create and star in a program called Socrates and Company, in which I would travel from place to place accompanied by a brilliant and loyal proboscis monkey. Socrates and I wouldn't go looking for trouble, but week after week it would manage to find us. 
The eyes, Socrates. Go for the eyes, I'd yell during one of our many fight scenes. Maybe in Santa Fe, I'd be hit over the head by a heavy jug and lose my memory. Somewhere in Utah, Socrates might discover a satchel of valuable coins or befriend someone wearing a turban. But at the end of every show, we would realize that true happiness often lies where you very least expect it. It might arrive in the form of a gentle breeze or a handful of peanuts, but when it came, we would seize it with our own brand of folksy wisdom. I'd planned it so that the final moments of each episode would find Socrates and me standing to me that we were all held captive in that prison known as the human mind, I would muse, or it suddenly occurred to me that freedom was perhaps the greatest gift of all. I'd hope to crack these people like nuts, sifting through their brains and coming away with the lessons garnered by a lifetime of regret. Unfortunately, Having spent the better part of their lives behind bars, the men and women I worked with seemed to have learned nothing except how to get out of doing their jobs. Kettles boiled over and steaks were routinely left to blacken on the grill as my co-workers crept off to the stockroom to smoke and play cards or sometimes have sex. It suddenly occurred to me that people are lazy, my reflective TV voice would say. This was hardly a major news flash, and as a closing statement, it would undoubtedly fail to warm the hearts of my television audience, who by their very definition were probably not too active themselves. No, my message needed to be more upbeat and spiritually rewarding. Joy, I think, whacking the dirty plates against the edge of the slop can. What brings people joy? As Christmas approached, I found my valuable fantasy time cut in half. The mall was crazy now with hungry shoppers, and every three minutes I had the assistant manager on my back, hollering for more coffee cups and vegetable bowls. The holiday customers formed a loud and steady line that reached past the coat of arms all the way to the suit of armor at the front door. They wore cheerful Santas pinned to their bobbled shirts, and carried oversized bags laden with power tools and assorted cheeses, bought as gifts for friends and relatives. It made me sad and desperate to see so many people, strangers whose sheer numbers eroded the sense of importance I was working so hard to invent. Where did they come from and why couldn't they just go home? I might swipe their trays off the belt without once wondering who these people were and why they hadn't bothered to finish their breaded cutlets. They meant nothing to me, and watching them move down the line towards the cashier, it became apparent that the feeling was mutual. They wouldn't even remember the meal, much less the person who had provided them with their piping hot tray. How was it that I was important and they were not? 
There had to be something that separated us. I had always looked forward to Christmas, but now my enthusiasm struck me as cheap and common. Leaving the cafeteria after work, I would see even more people swarming out of the shops and restaurants like bees from a burning hive. Here were the young couples in their stocking caps and the families clustered beside the fountain, each with its lists and marked envelopes of money. It was no wonder the Chinese people couldn't tell them apart. They were sheep, stupid animals programmed by nature to mate and graze and bleed out their wishes to the obese, retired school principal who sat on his ass in the mall, sorry-looking North Pole. My animosity was getting the best of me until I saw in their behavior a solution to my troubling identity crisis. Let them have their rolls of gift wrap and gaudy personalized stockings. If it meant something to them, I wanted nothing to do with it. This year, I would be the one without the shopping bags, the one wearing black in protest of their thoughtless commercialism. My very avoidance would set me apart and cause these people to question themselves in ways that would surely pain them. Who are we, they'd ask, plucking the ornaments off their trees. What have we become, and why can't we be more like that somber fellow who washes dishes down at the Piccadilly cafeteria?
temple praise. 